Welcome to the Center of Everywhere podcast, where we explore stories of rural Minnesotans who are making a difference in their communities. Rural isn't in the middle of nowhere. It is in the center of everywhere. Welcome to the Center of Everywhere podcast. I'm Marnie Werner, and I'm the Vice President of Research at the Center for Rural Policy and Development. And we are a private, nonpartisan, nonprofit organization based in rural Minnesota, where we are dedicated to providing data-driven research on rural issues to help our policymakers make more informed decisions affecting the rural people and places of our state. Today, I'm talking with Amy Baldwin, Community Development Director at Ottertail County, and we're going to be talking about housing. Along with childcare, housing is the biggest problem when it comes to attracting people to greater Minnesota and all our fantastic jobs. But Ottertail County is working on that. You're basically grabbing the bull by the horns and figuring out how to expand the county's housing supply so anyone who wants to live in Ottertail County can find a home there. And welcome, Amy. Great. Yeah, thank you, Marnie. Yeah, we have really jumped in on this issue and, and glad to be here today to talk about it. Great. So why don't we just, yeah, why don't we just start right there? What is the big build in Ottertail County and why do you need it? Sure. So the big build is uh, an intentional effort around housing growth and investment within Ottertail County. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, big challenge in recruiting people to fill the great jobs that we have here in Ottertail County. And one of the challenges that our employers were facing is as they were able to uh, find folks who were really interested in, in coming and working for them, but they truly could not find a place to live. And so that was really the start of this a number of years ago. Uh, we've had intentional efforts around recruiting people through our Rural Rebound Initiative for a number of years now, and then added in now to that the effort to expand the things that people need to live. So thinking about it from an infrastructure standpoint, what do people need to when we um, put Ottertail County on the map and, and they're thinking about Ottertail County and connect with one of our employers, what are they going to need to be here? And that's uh, appropriate housing for their preferences and family, uh, childcare, broadband, you know, those things that you that now in today's world we need. And so thinking about that um, really uh, wanted to be intentional about the effort and so branded it as the big build and what it is is uh, an effort to uh, build new or reinvest in 5,000 housing units in Ottertail County by 2025 and we kicked off in uh, January of 2020. Okay 5,000 that that sounds like a lot. <laughs> it does it does. Uh, but it was, uh, you, you mentioned that uh, your organization, you know, looks at data and, and uses data. We also make data informed decisions. And so we look at our data, look at projections, look at trends, and to really understand what is the need. Um, and what's, you know, that, that is an aspirational goal to get to that number, but we are a third of the way there, even having been faced um, with the pandemic and really disrupting uh, various components of the effort. Uh, we really are are still looking to make um, good progress towards that and um, and really you know move things continue to move the needle and making progress. Yeah. So why is I mean let's let's just back up a little on the issue. Why is housing a problem? What's the you know what's the bottleneck in Ottertail County? 
Yeah, well, I think it's similar to other areas, you know, from a, a single family perspective, um, it's often, uh, and especially now, but in looking back a few years ago, even the cost to build a new home uh, was more than what uh, it would be valued at. And so that that gap in, um, in cost to build and its value, unless you were bringing equity from uh, a prior home sale or, or had that ability to fill that gap, uh, it was really challenging to build new housing. Uh, and likewise, from the multifamily apartment side, same issue, the cost to build is more than what the rents that an area could support uh, to make the project cash flow from an ongoing perspective. So similar issues to, you know, what other areas are facing. Um, but what we've done is develop some intentional programs to uh, fill those financial gaps and help um, spur people to make those investments, uh, really working um, uh, across the board in what, what that looks like. Uh, the Big Build has four core action areas that we orient the work around. One is the the, the big piece, the increasing construction of new housing units, but thinking about that across various needs, you know, different income levels, uh, different household types, and really, again, recognizing the spectrum of needs uh, from a housing perspective. The second, knowing that we aren't going to be building housing or lim very limited housing, really, in a uh, direct sense from the, the county or our community development agency, but that we need, um, so we need to build partnerships with um, nonprofit organizations, private developers, and, and build the capacity of those organizations who are working locally, whether private sector or nonprofit, so that we can collectively respond to this issue. So again, you know, how can we spur them to do more of what they're already doing or, or really fill a niche that isn't a need that isn't being met today. And then the final two action areas are really to directly seek funding that's currently available through uh, the state or other agencies uh, to support new housing projects. So whether again, it's a private development opportunity that has a gap, how can we help them access those dollars and understand what's available and, um, and, and bring those investments into Watertail County from those other programs. And then the final area from the funding perspective is to advocate for um, potentially changes or additional funding or um, uh, you know how, how those funding streams flow so that we can better access them to particularly meet the needs and challenges that we're facing in Ottertail County and greater Minnesota. That sounds great. So you know, when we talk about housing development, and we've, we've done some of that research here at the center, mm -hmm. it seems like when we talk about housing development in greater Minnesota, especially in the more rural areas, that often just boils down to putting up an apartment building. And that's because that's often the only thing that will cash flow, given the cost of building versus the cost of what you can actually you know, charge people in rent. Um, how, how are you, you're going beyond apartment buildings, right? And, and so let's talk a little bit more about how you're getting it, making it possible for developers sure. to do something beyond apartment buildings. Yeah, so we, um, we did look at the data also of our new single family construction trends, you know, what were the numbers that were coming online? And really, we never rebounded um, after the 2008 housing crash. And so we didn't get back to those production numbers of general, and I'll say, you know, Yottertail County is unique, we have a lot of lakes, we mm -hmm. have a lot of lake homes. 
um, and that's great. <laughs> but we also, you know, looked at our communities more. So thinking about, um, you know, where our our year long residents, our employment base, et cetera, where they are. Um, what were the needs from a housing perspective there and that entry level home and um, more of a moderate or, or typical home versus a lakefront home uh, was something that we noticed that we weren't, again, weren't um, in that production levels as we were, you know, you know, back uh, 15 years ago or so. So uh, one of the first things we did is launch a uh, property tax rebate program. So um, countywide, folks are um, able to apply for um, up to five years or $10,000 of a rebate for county property taxes associated with the new residents. Many of our communities um, have partnered on. We have uh, 11 communities who also provide a city uh, rebate or through tax abatement um, uh, up to $5,000. They went a little more modest, which um, is is great. Um, still makes a difference in, in those um, uh, people looking to build a home within our communities themselves versus, again, on a lakeshore area. Um, Lakeshore properties are eligible, actually, but they do need to be a primary residence. Um, so not for our seasonal visitors who we appreciate, but um, it is for folks who are living and, and, and hopefully working here in Ottertail County. So that started in uh, January of 2020 and uh, is in place through the end of 2024. So uh, to start that five year window. So we have, you know, a, a uh, a bit of time yet on that program. And so we're, we continue to promote it, really working with our lumber yards, our lenders, realtors um, to get that word out. And, you know, if they have folks, you know, on the edge, you know, it, it really can make that difference, particularly in the the markets that we've seen the last couple of years. It's, uh, we've heard a lot of stories where it was like, if it wasn't for knowing, you know, we were going to have that assistance in that that first five years to kind of, you know, level us off that they wouldn't wouldn't have moved forward with that project. So, um, so that was you know kind of a core again from the single family perspective, and um, and then you know until um, we kind of got into the pandemic, we we got a little sidetracked <laughs> as as most people did, and we're doing other pieces. But um, as a result of the county receiving American Rescue Plan dollars, we then. Um, we're able to reallocate $2 million into mm. housing programs. And that got into the broader view. We had some limited scope programs through our housing and redevelopment authority, but um, not a lot of funds available because this was a new initiative, new effort for us from the county's perspective. So to now build up some new programs has been great um, using that one-time fund to really um, push, push out some new programs. So with that, um, we have launched a new public infrastructure uh, program. And, and this is all, the programs were developed in response to what we were hearing from our communities and where were the gaps, what was preventing projects from getting off the ground or getting moving forward when it came to uh, housing opportunities. So one is um, we provide a, uh, some public infrastructure. That was a big one. You know, um, it's really expensive to put in sewer, water, roads uh, when there wasn't op other opportunities. And that's something we do work with our communities to say, where you know, do you have areas that can be built without that public 
that infrastructure uh, expense. You know, make sure we're using all of those um, areas that are currently served. Um, so we do have one um, one community that has tapped into this program, and it is for multifamily in this case. But mm -hmm. they were really tapped out and hadn't had new multifamily investment uh, for uh, quite a number of years, and has a large core employer um, who really uh, is supporting this project as well. So that's. Um, a new program and folks, uh, communities would access that directly. We don't put our dollars in until the housing is under construction. So the community is taking that risk um, in um, their confidence that the project is going to move forward because if it doesn't, our funds don't come in and they may have already made that, that infrastructure investment. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so, what, you know, you say you're a third of the way to the goal, what kind of houses and what kind of, um, you know, what kind of housing have you built sure. so far? Yeah, so it, it, it varies by community and what their individual needs and opportunities are, but there has been multifamily. Um, there's been a number of redevelopment projects, which is great to see, again, leveraging that existing infrastructure and, um, you know, and reinvesting in those communities. Um, but um, and then mostly single family, though, that's what we have seen the most of is um, is single family. And, um, you know, it's great to see those numbers. And in some communities that haven't seen new single family construction for 10, 15 years. And so that was really a core of it is as that um, housing uh, continues to age. And, and we'll talk about reinvestment here um, as well, what we're doing to support that. But the uh, they aren't weren't getting the new housing stock into mm -hmm. their um, cycle of housing. And so there's going to be this gap. And as housing does age and eventually will come, you know, out of um, productive use at some point, um, but they weren't getting that new product in. So that's been great to see some of our smaller communities uh, start to see some of that new single family uh, construction happening. Great. So yeah, let's talk about the reinvestment. What's the yeah. reinvestment and rehabilitation part of it? Yeah. So I mentioned our, our housing and redevelopment authority has had some limited rehab dollars in the past, but we've really bolstered that up to um, provide um, more dollars. So we often would run out of those funds. Um, because they were limited. So with that $2 million allocation that I mentioned, a part of that is geared towards that reinvestment. So both single family, um, we have been um, fortunate and appreciative of small cities development program funds from the state of Minnesota, but it's we have 21 cities in Ottertail County and um, many of them are small, like under a thousand people small. And it's really hard for them to be competitive in that program, just based on, again, limited funds from the state and, and having to have the, the numbers to make um, a competitive application. So we're mirroring a local program uh, for those communities who haven't been able to access those state dollars for single family um, reinvestment. So that's one. So we're working and and to bring it into our township areas, which don't um, can't access those state resources. So, mm -hmm. uh, so making it more broad based on an individual basis to um, do that single family rehab. So that um, launched this summer. So we're excited now to to again reinvest in that housing stock because it is a lot less to reinvest and maintain um, a unit that's already existing than 
to try to support a new unit. So, um, so that's been really great to, to get off the ground. Um, and then we also added a multifamily um, rehab program to work with our owners again, to reinvest in that multifamily product as well. So really excited that we have those tools now and the, the resources behind it to really um, put our, uh, our, our dollars into where where we're seeing that need and hearing from our communities. Um, we also know when those rehabs take place, the spinoff effect in a neighborhood uh, on that block, you know, they say, oh, look at how nice, you know, that so nice that they did that, you know, maybe we could figure out that. And so it really does have a spinoff effect when you do that rehab and see those projects, what it might spur in that neighborhood. Yeah, that's so important, especially in, you know, in smaller towns where, you just don't have that that housing, that natural housing churn. And, you know, an, an older person may just stay in their home because there's no place for them to go otherwise. Yeah. And so how does it work? How, how, how does the program work for, say, a family that's looking at a particular home, <clears throat> say that the current owner is, has moved out and the house is in, not the greatest of condition and the renovation costs added to the price of the house would actually make it more expensive than what the bank would even be willing to lend. So where, right. how does that program fit in there? Yeah. So it, it, um, well, I'll step back. So one, we also have, um, first time home or not, not just first-time home buyers, but home buyer uh, down payment assistance, oh, and so that's okay. another program that's bolstered. Um, and particularly now, our demand has has um, gone up substantially in the last couple months um, for for obvious reasons, with interest rates rising and uh, the continued you know rise. You know, they still need to qualify um, for a mortgage, but we can help with that down payment side of it. And so that's another piece. So and try to get folks into homes that might not otherwise be able to to start that home ownership journey. So just to mention that piece, and then the rehab. Um, it, it does have some income uh, parameters on this. We did go a little higher in um, what that income is than what some programs might have. So like USDA, um, some other uh, programs. Um, so we went a little higher because we were really seeing that need. It, because of the increased housing costs, it's, it is hard to make those investments. So um, yeah, so we do have uh, how how it works. Um, you know, there's an application process, and um, we provide up to um, twenty thousand dollars of rehab dollars. The scope does need to be approved, and it is pretty core in um, what we work on. It isn't for a new swimming pool. It isn't right. for um, things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but quality, we certainly look mm -hmm. for quality, and um, but making sure that the structure of the home is invested in um, for the long term. So. Uh, that, yeah, it's, it's a pretty simple process. The application is, is fairly short and then we work through it um, to, to, you know, look at the bids and, and we help and it's helpful to the owners too, because they may not know where to start. And so we can provide some of that construction guidance on, um, you know, getting bids, what, what should the bid look like? What details do they, should they be seeing? How to make sure the right permits get pulled. And so it, it provides that support to someone who may not otherwise have done that type of work in their, in a, in a home before. Okay. Yeah. So is this, you know, is the whole program is the big build program is, 
that's something that could be replicated in other counties? Yeah, and I have talked to other folks who've reached out in, in other neighboring counties or regions who have just said, you know, what, you know, well, what is it? Well, it's whatever you want it to be and where your policymakers um, want to support, you know, depending if it's, a, you know, a regional group. I've had a couple of regional agencies reach out and it's, um, you know, it's where do you have the resources and, um, you know, it, it's some, when we started, we didn't have any cash. <laughs> I'll just say, you know, and I mm-hmm. always make that point, you know, we did the tax rebate for new single family, but that's all future money that when they build it, will refund the new taxes. So there was really no cash into that program. So I try to help people think about, you know, even if you don't have the resources, um, think about where you might be able to make a difference. And um, even if it's in, you know, grant application preparation. So that's one, um, you know, just that capacity side. Could you, do you have the staff to provide capacity to access some of the resources through Minnesota Housing or Federal Home Loan Bank or some of these uh, areas that might then bring some cash in that isn't, you know, you don't have to re- rely on your local dollars to do that. And in really learning what, you know, here, you know, talk to your communities, talk to the lenders, talk to your residents, where, where are their barriers? Where, you know, like, well, I would move out of the single family home if I had a, uh, a senior product that was affordable. And so affordable senior housing is something that we're really focused on going forward um, and getting more involved in the direct construction and development side, which mm-hmm. <laughs> takes capacity and resources. But we're, we're starting small, probably a sixplex. Um, but that's something that um, you know, and I know that's research that 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 churn that um, mm-hmm. we've used that word that we picked up from you guys yeah. that we need to help our small communities have that churn. And so, you know, is that just you know moving people over into a different product that might be more appropriate for them? Um, and it just doesn't exist though. So how do we help um, make that transition? And then as we think about those uh, the senior units um, that they're you know, can they serve another um, demographic at some point in the future? So not designing them too specifically for, you know, they're not assisted living, they're not, um, that we're not in that market, but in that general occupancy senior um, designated unit is where we're, we're dabbling in next. I love all this, uh, just this reinvention and thinking and not just kind of throwing your hands up and going, yeah. Well, nobody's coming here. Nobody's going to build houses here. You know, we can't do anything. We can't win kind of attitude. You guys went out there and kind of grabbed <laughs> it by the tail. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah. Was that the uh, was that just the county or was that who all was involved in in putting this all together? Sure. So it really has been county led. Um so my position is new. In uh, 2019, I started with the county when they formed the community development agency. So we do have that separate um, agency uh, within the county. So it's embedded within. Um, I'm a county employee, but also served um, the community development agency and its board as well. So that's been, um, and that was the the impetus was to, to spur this housing. There was a recognition again back um, to the workforce needs. And then the data was showing that as our, our population was going to age, and even though we were projected to grow to some degree, 
with that aging population, they, you know, out of leaving the workforce, that our labor force was going to be declining by um, approximately 5% from 2020 to 2030. So with that, you know, kind of really important data point when we mm-hmm. already were struggling to find the workers that were needed to fill um, jobs, you know, throughout the county, that that was the real impetus where the county board said, hey, what can we do? You know, what are the opportunities, um, you know, and and figured out how to do it. And so they formed the community development agency. I came on board um, in, like I said, beginning of 2019 and um, just kind of worked to, uh, to figure out what could we do. And, um, and this is where we are. Yeah. Great. And so you have what, two or three years left in your goal. (laughs) And how confident are you that you'll meet it? Well, I mean, the, certainly the, the changes uh, with interest rates are making a big difference. Um, We're seeing delayed projects, um, you know, just that financing market, you know, we, we made it through the pandemic and now we're in the, you know, the, the new impacts that are coming forward. So, you know, it, it was an aspirational goal. Uh, we did look back at unit production, um, you know, how many units had come online, housing units in the prior five years, the data isn't perfect. Um, and now we won also improvement is we're better at tracking that data. We have some systems in place that we're able to more accurately pull that information, um, you know, throughout it, particularly because a lot of our growth happens in our township areas, which don't have building permits. And so we had to, we, we have a good, good system now, but um, so uh, I'd like to say I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, we've, we are producing more units that we know, um, at least based on the data we could pull um, in prior years and make some best estimates of what was, um, what was getting produced previously. Uh, We know there's some communities that are going gangbusters. They've, um, we have some local cities who have uh, developed companion programs that, um, Uh, city of otter tail so which is like 600 people Um, they have what they call building big so very Uh similar but we work together and we've helped a couple of other projects there small community but they've added I mean they're expected to add gosh um, 20 percent new housing units wow yeah it's and it's happening I mean they're they're they were, I think, the number two housing unit producer last year. Wow, making <laughs> it work. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I mean, they have some dynamics, certainly. They're on the shores of Otter Tail Lake, and so they mm-hmm. have some um, locational benefits, that. but they now are leveraging that. They hadn't necessarily done that in the past, and, and the city was involved. The city, you know, purchased land and is, is um, you know, looking again at that spectrum of housing. They have a lot of, you know... Um, single family homes that serve a certain demographic, but they really wanted to make sure that they had that, that spectrum of opportunity to, uh, for people to live in their community. Yeah. Well, and Otter Tail County is such a beautiful County. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to live there with all the lakes, <clears throat> yeah. with all the lakes and the woods and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah. is there anything else that we should know about you know, the big build or about Otter Tail County and all the jobs you have and yeah, well, 
<laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there, there's always things to talk about. We could, we could keep going, um, you know, but it's, I, I think the, the idea, um, if others want to think about what they can do um, is really just starting to have the conversation. And so in every area is different and every area is unique, but to identify what are the opportunities because there are, and um, to think about again, what that is and, and understanding that, um, that it's com it is complex, but there's ways, you know, to really parse it down to, to get action and see progress in the area. So if people want to find out more about this, who do they contact? Do they contact you or? Yeah, they sure. They can contact me directly. They can uh, visit the county website. We do have a lot of the background information as well as our program side on uh, the county's website, or they can go to uh, bigbuildotc.com and that'll get you right to that, that housing um, program page and see uh, see more about what we're doing. There's some videos and um, stories about some successes we've had and, and a little bit more about why we're doing what we're doing um, and, and doing it collectively. I think that's a big message that we try to put out there. This isn't us, the county, doing this. This is us working together to to meet our, our shared goals. And you know, it's really, where are the opportunities? How can we help um, advance that opportunity is how we approach it. Okay, and that's big build. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. That's bigbuildotc.com, right? Correct. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Amy. This has been great. And we'll have to have you on again to find out how you're progressing. Yes, I hope we'll have good news in a couple of years. You bet. Okay, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Center of Everywhere podcast, where we explore stories of rural Minnesotans who are making a difference in their communities. Rural isn't in the middle of nowhere. It is in the center of everywhere.